Good morning family. It is so good to be with you this Sunday. What a glorious day it is. We just love getting together. We love being in God's house. We love bringing just God's heart and God's word to you. Absolutely. I am um, super excited this morning because God has got such a word for you. It is going to empower you, bring breakthrough, bring challenge, bring, bring um, transformation in your life. So get ready, open your heart, prepare yourself because God has got a word for you. Amen. Keep loving people, keep encouraging people. Yeah. So important in this season. Um, just yesterday I went to my letterbox and found this beautiful pair of earrings that someone had blessed me with. And earlier this week um, I got blessed with another gift, this gorgeous bracelet. So I'm feeling all the love, but let's share the love with everybody. Yeah, let's share yeah, the totally. love with all the church fam. It's just, just encourages your spirit so much to know that someone has thought of you. It's actually simple mathematics too. If every one of us are loving on two or three people, yeah. it means the whole church is being loved by the whole church. Amen. And it's not just limited to the pastors or the leaders yes. or those that you yeah. expect so to do the loving. Yeah, yeah that's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So get ready for a word. Get yeah, ready. Let's. Should we pray? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We thank <laughs> you, Lord, that you have deposited such a word from the throne room of heaven in our hearts this morning, God. We are so excited to deliver that, to share that, to share your heart and your word for your people. So prepare every heart right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you for open hearts, for open spirits, for people that are ready to receive a word from you. And may they not just receive it, God, but may it impact them. May they put it into practice. May they live it out, God. May it become the living, transforming, life-giving word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool. Go for it, Pastor Andrew. <laughs> well, as, as I was putting together the word, what I, you know, what Mel and and then later I, as 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 I let sort of things, I guess, ruminate for a little while. I think particularly now during this pandemic, the the more that each week passes the more I'm totally amazed at where we find ourselves. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't think any of us this time last year uh, or even making New Year's resolutions would have envisaged yeah. that we'd be yeah. in a lockdown here in Victoria. No. You know, a pretty much a lockdown in country Victoria. I don't think any of us ever yeah. imagined that. We would never have pictured... You know, having to wear masks. I don't remember any prophetic words coming out <laughs> that our faces would be covered for six months of the year. You know, that we wouldn't be able to greet people, love people, hug people, kiss people. Yeah. You know, um, it's really unusual times. We would have thought someone was mad if they had have told us something like this was actually going to happen. I don't think any of us would have believed it, would yeah. we? No, we probably would have said, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it's a strange season and, and, and it's a moment that we, we can't miss. You know, even Mark last yeah. week, Pastor Mark yeah, was saying it's really a moment cool. that leads towards a movement. And, mm. and I think this is, a, this is a moment that in reality that most of humanity really is, is trying to understand and humanity is trying to solve its way out. Yeah. And I think it's left a lot of people feeling lethargic, you mm. know, yeah. complacent. Yeah. You know, if you will, um, you know, anybody at home feeling like that ever? You know, it could just be me. And I often joke that way, but I think if we're all going to be totally transparent and honest, 
that most of us in this season have had, had moments just of, of total complacency, like, you know, what's there to do? There's nothing to do. I can't, you know, like the whole, I want to see people, love people, hug yeah, people. Yeah. I want to travel. I want a holiday. I, mm. I want to live life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it, it's a, an unusual season. And, yeah, it is. And, and, I, and I've written some stuff, and I want to share that just this little next snippet this is not a rebuke to us, to those part of the Mount Clear family. It's not a rebuke to, to people that are watching on YouTube, but it, it is certainly an indicator and of the time and season that we find ourselves in. And I've got a really good relationship with a lot of the pastors in Ballarat, and we've been talking, we, you know, where we can, we catch up, where, you know, we can't really, but on phone, Zoom, all that sort of stuff, sneaky one here or there. Um, but what we've noticed is that there's a de- for, for us that are, are leading churches, there's a decline in people mm. that are connecting, yeah. that are, yeah. I, I guess, that are getting involved. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a decline of people watching the sermons and you know doing all the other stuff that people have got you know going, be it daily devotionals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And you know, I know Mel and I have been calling it a d- digital fatigue, haven't we? Yeah. You know, people have got digital fatigue, we're tired yeah. of the screen. And, and that's true. And that's true. But think about this just for a moment. You know, even in our own church, we run prayer meetings uh, a morning on a, Wednesday, uh, on, a, on a Wednesday and an evening on a Thursday. And we get on average between six to eight people out of our entire family. Yeah. You know, different six to eight people. You know, when I say six to eight, there's six to eight on a Wednesday morning and there's six to eight on a Thursday night. But our family is so much bigger than that. And I, I would imagine and I figure that in this season of lockdown, this pandemic of COVID-19, yeah. more than any other season that, yeah. I can, that I've been alive for, the yeah. church in general should be known for its praying. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, there's, yeah. A de- there's a decline in that yeah. because people are tired. Yeah, yeah we're all really tired. Mm. And I think we're coming into a time where we need to stop and reassess and breathe. We just need to, oh, I guess, we need to count the daisies, so to speak. You know, it's, it's time to actually truly hand our cares and our concerns to Father God. And when I say hand them, mm. I mean get your hand out of the picture once you've actually given it to him yeah you know it's time to for you and i as sons and daughters of the living god that are seated with him in heavenly places his ambassadors Mm. you know i shared in the communion that we have this wonderful opportunity yeah to be an example of christian living and christian ministry so i think it's a time for us to declare and to decree to the mountain before us be gone yeah come on get out of the way yeah yeah we're a child of God and we want to keep moving forward in him in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. Some of us, I believe, have become overwhelmed by the season rather than stepping into who we are and speaking to the season. Yeah, absolutely. And and telling it to move on. I I, think it's... um, Go on. I think we become overwhelmed when we when we look at all the challenges that we're facing and we look at all the trials that we're facing and when we look at all the circumstances that are in our world and we can be often facing really challenging things and um, 
And I get that. I totally get that. We walk through challenges all the Come time. On. We are real human beings just like you. And, you know, we can face challenges on a daily basis too. We're not, um, it's not like they don't happen to us or we're not faced with those things. And it's really easy to feel overwhelmed by them when we continue to look at them and look at them and look at them, you know. And the key so much is to look at God and look at God and look at God. Look at your challenge. Look to God. Look to God. Well, we've got to trust in him, you know. Even yeah. Jesus said in Matthew 17, he goes, if we speak to the mountain, ask it to move, the mountain will get up and move. Yeah. And child of God, it's time for you and I to speak to the mountain and yeah. tell it to move in Jesus' name. That's the power of our faith, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Know, faith, is, faith in God is so powerful. Faith in the living God is so powerful that we can declare things and they actually happen, yeah? Why don't you share the word that you felt like, the, the Zero Babel word that you were getting while you were reading. Why don't you share um, that quickly? Yeah, so I've been reading this book. It's phenomenal. I would highly recommend it. It's Definitely one of the best books I've ever read. If you need to be encouraged, you should read it. If you want breakthrough, you should read it. If you need healing, you should read it. Just if you want to be encouraged, if you want life spoken into you, you need to read this book. It is just, it's filled with miracles and signs and wonders, yeah. but it is also filled with real struggle and real challenges and real things that could have caused Jody to be completely overwhelmed and to rob her of her faith, but, you know, in the way that she continued to pursue God and press into God and rest in God, God has done extraordinary things. So I've been reading this book that Faith, Brooke and Sarah gave me for Mother's Day, so I tend to pick it up and it totally inspires me and it just leads me to incredible encounters with God. I Come read on. a chapter and then I'm like, wow, I need to worship now. I read a chapter and then I'm like, right, I'm just going to hang with God and pray a little bit. So I've been reading it this week and it's all been all about Zerubbabel and I don't really know that much about Zerubbabel um, except that the name is really hard to pronounce. And um, the story of Zerubbabel is actually found in Zechariah chapter 4. It's not even a really long chapter of the Bible. But I've been reading it this week. But an outstanding and, um, chapter. Outstanding chapter. And there's a very famous quote in Zechariah. And it says, Not by might, nor by power, but, my, my, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Yeah. And the whole chapter is about what the spirit of the Lord is able to do when we allow the spirit of God to rise up in yeah, us and on. we speak out come the on. life that God has put in us. So I've been reading this chapter all week and it's led me to worship and it's led me to be praying for you and to declare declaring things for our city and our state yeah. and our nation. And so I've been reading this. So anyway, yesterday I was in my sauna, as you do, because I have a sauna, and I had some really sweet worship, but then my son stole my phone, which Bluetooths to my sauna. So I still had a little bit of time sitting there. So I picked up and I read my book a little bit more about Zerubbabel and then I looked at the timer on the sauna and I said God I've got like two more minutes till I have to get out of this sauna but speak to me Lord I want to hear from you so then I picked up my very well-worn devotional that I read whenever I am um, in the sauna <laughs> so and, it, and I picked it up 
And the reading was by his spirit from Zechariah 4. Come on. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I was like, oh my gosh, God's speaking really clearly. God, I mean, how, when do we ever Come read on. about Zerubbabel? When do we even really read Zechariah? And God's just smashed me with it twice in a couple of days. He must be really trying to say something. Come on. And there's one part in this devotional that I just love so much that I want to share with you. It says, you don't have to make your life happen. You just have to worship God yep. and let him make it happen. Yep. You don't have to strive to figure out your purpose. You have to strive to know God. Yes. Amen. For he knows your purpose. Your praise, get this, your praise. There is so much power yep. when we praise and worship Absolutely. with God in our homes, one-on-one, -on -one, just with him. Yeah, there is power corporately, but your intimacy with God is going to be built in your home, in your one-on-one -on -one encounters with God. Your praise will illuminate the power by which God will guide you into your future and the purpose he has for you. You won't accomplish it. Amen to that. He will. Come on. Not by might or power, but by his spirit. Yeah, I love that. Wow. I, I needed you to share that because wow. that's, that's in Zechariah chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 6, where he says that. Mm. And I believe that God is actually saying that to you and I yeah, today. He's saying on. that to all those that are watching, yes. that are listening. It's, it's not word. by might. It's not by power. Come but on. by his spirit, says yeah. the Lord. Come on. You know, it's nothing to do with us and everything yes. to do with him. Yes. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know anything about Zerubbabel, he was the governor of Jerusalem and he faced what really seemed like an impossible job because yeah. God had spoken to his heart and asked him to rebuild the temple. And the temple, when it was originally built, was magnificent. Yeah, it yeah. was magnificent. And, and I guess it's one thing to build it one time, but to rebuild it is, is almost nearly impossible. It never, ever comes out the same. Yeah, and I think really for you hard. and I, one of the most difficult and hardest spiritual experiences that that we're ever going to have yeah. is in our lives it's not going to be the new experience the new experience is going to wow us when we first came to the lord we were wowed yeah you know we had that first love but but it's the revival experiences yeah, it's the rebuilding of what we once had yeah, yeah it's the yeah. refreshing and the rebuilding and the rekindling the fire that's why god encourages us in second timothy he says in verse uh, chapter one verses six and seven this is why i remind you to fan into flames yeah. the spiritual gift god gave you when i laid my hands on you yeah. for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but again but of power yeah, of love and self-discipline come on you know for me I think as you read the story of Zerubbabel he knew that opposition was coming he, he knew he knew it was going to come yeah and the people surrounding the city they were trying to do everything that they could could to discourage the people from yeah. from rebuilding the temple yeah. they were frightening them they were stealing their supplies you know they were make they were trying to distract them you know keep them i guess focused on their own belongings yeah. rather than focused on what belongs to god yeah a whole bunch of stuff and the truth is in a season that you and i find ourselves in the devil's going to do the same thing mm. you know the enemy is going to try to frighten us yeah he's going to try to devour us yeah. 
He wants to distract us. And I believe that's what's happening in this season. Yeah, he wants to discourage us, overwhelm us, place a spirit of fear on us. He wants us to be overwhelmed by our circumstances so that we don't take time to look to God. That's If he can overwhelm us with our circumstances, the devil has had his way, yeah? Yeah, If he can cause you to just look at what's happening in your life and not at God and not what God wants to do and not how God wants to move, the devil is having his way. I'm telling you, he wants to steal, kill and destroy your faith, God's plans and purposes. Well, the devil knows that if he discourages us... Yeah, discouragement. Listen to this very carefully. If you are discouraged, if I'm discouraged, if the enemy gets in and discourages us, the enemy knows that we're useless for God's kingdom. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Useless. Because discouragement, actually, it it, it binds, it it, it handcuffs, it it shackles our vision to do something for the Lord. It stops us, it hinders us. Mm. But praise God. For, for Timothy and what he what he wrote that fear is not from God Come on. or from God yeah. you know that I, I just I just love the reminder and the realignment that God that God often through scripture you know just tweaks and gets us back on the right path yeah he did that yeah. for Timothy he did yes. that for Zerubbabel because yeah. he said as he speaks to in Zechariah, he says, so he answered, he said to me, this is the word of the Lord, Zerubbabel. It's not by might, nor by power. He was so discouraged, yeah, mm. so discouraged. And God was saying, it's not up to what you, all of the strength that you have. Yeah. It's not up to the power or the authority that you carry. It's yes. up to me. Yes. It's by my spirit, Yeah, you know, and that's what he's saying to you and I today. It, it's his spirit that's on us, that works yes. through us for those that are around us. Yeah. You know, constantly, time and time again, I feel as though through the scriptures, God reminds us that it's by his power. It's by Holy Spirit. You know, particularly if you read and you know the story of Gideon, you know, the Midianites, they were oppressing Israel. They'd come and they'd destroy all the crops so that the Israelites had no food, no no sustenance. You find it in Judges in chapter 6. You know, and, and I'm going to read from verse 11. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizurite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He goes on in verse 16 to say, And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Just from the outset, what you've got to notice is Gideon first was hiding from the Midianites. We know that. If you've been a Christian a little while, you'll know the story. And if you know anything about wheat, the threshing floor wouldn't be done in, in a wine press. It would be done on a hill, yeah, on the side. Yeah, that's just where it would be done. He was flat out hiding. Gideon wasn't a brave warrior. He wasn't the mighty man of valor. He wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rocky Balboa, or Ross Morgan. He wasn't any of those people, yeah? He, he just was overwhelmed by his circumstances. He was a flat-out <laughs> chicken. But you know what? It's good to hear that because it's like, well, people in the Bible are real too, and they were overwhelmed by their circumstances, just like sometimes we can. Well, but obviously there was a point where he looked to God, well, it's, it's not so much that he looked to God. God first looked at him because yeah. in his fear, in his doubt, in his despair, while he was hiding, the angel comes and the angel calls 
out of him. Yeah, wow. he says you're a mighty man of valor because for you and I in this season, oh, you got to get this, friends. God sees in us. Yeah, God sees in Come us on, what we yes. often cannot see in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, totally. He sees it. Mm. God sees it. Gideon wasn't special. He. he he actually wasn't even a great man of faith. Mm. There's a passage of scripture, verses 36 to 40 in, in, in chapter 6. And so he's had this visitation from the angel. Yeah. And then he's got the gall to say, if you will slave Israel by my hand, as you've said, look, I'll put out a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. And if there's dew on the fleece only, and it's on and it's dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you that you'll save Israel by my hand. In other words, he's had this visitation from an angel, and Gideon still wants confirmation. Wow. He's heard from God, mm. but he's so frightened, so confused, so in despair yeah. that he then questions. Yeah. And says, actually, I don't quite what he's saying is I don't really believe you. Uh, I hear what you're saying. But I'm not going to act on anything. You need to give me a sign. So I'm going to put out a packet of Tim Tams and I'm going to eat three. And then in the morning, if that is full again, and then when I eat of it, it replaces itself. I know then that you're telling me the truth. <laughs> that's, what he's, that's what he's saying. Look, I, I can't believe it. And all, I just want to say this. Let's be a Gideon, but let us never, in relation to that, be like Gideon. If we hear from the Lord, if we have an angel that yeah. visits and speaks to us, can I suggest something, church? Let's just believe him. Yeah, come on. Yeah, let's just believe him. If God speaks, let's believe him and obey him. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, yeah. and I love it because with the story of Gideon, he had all these people that were coming with him, but God wanted him to use fewer people yeah mm. so he keeps stripping away at the numbers to say it's not by your hand yeah it's not on. by your might yeah. it's not by your power and in the end he got down to 300 measly people and god was still victorious yeah wow yeah i love that you know it's not by might not by power but by my spirit because it's almost like god is lifting this weight off of you Come yeah on. he's like lifting the burden off He's lifting the pressure off. He's lifting all that. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to make this happen. I've got to, uh, you know, I have to do all this. But it's God lifting it off and saying, just come worship me. Yeah. Come read my word. Yeah. Come talk to me. Come have relationship with me. And then my spirit will do it. You yeah. know, God's releasing us from trying to make things happen in our own strength, and our own will. Yeah. And he's saying, if you just come to me, if you just come be with me, if you just position yourself in my presence, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah? totally. It says mm. in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Come in on. other words, stop doing it in your own strength. Mm. And, and like Gideon, what about Moses? You know, Moses didn't have much faith that God could use him either. In Exodus, you read yeah. from cha uh, in chapter 3, verse 10, Come now, therefore, I'll send you to Pharaoh. This is, this is God speaking to Moses, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go and that I should free these people? So he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign that I've sent you. And, and it goes on. Notice that God didn't answer the question, you know, who am I? When Moses was asking, 
He was saying, God, who am I that I can do this? Who am I? By what power? By what, what, by what might can I actually do this? This yeah. mountain that is in front of me that you are asking me to climb yeah. is insurmountable. That's what Moses was saying. Yeah, Because we doubt ourselves, don't we? Like we just... We, we look at our natural abilities or our natural skills and we start to doubt ourselves, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. actually forget the God who's in us and the God who's with us and the God who's for us. Yeah. We just start to look at the physical attributes and we totally. forget the supernatural God who's actually living within us, residing in us, moving within us, who declares yeah, things yeah. like I can do abundantly more than you can hope, dream and imagine, who says, you know, what's impossible for man is possible for God. Totally. You know, that God is in us. Absolutely. He lives in well, us. Well, let me keep encouraging people because of the time that we have left. Go for it. Yeah. God didn't answer the question, who am I? Instead, he says, I'll be with you. And, mm. and, and here's a takeaway for us today, church. It's not about who you are. It's about who God is. Come on, yes. It's not about who we are. It's yeah. all about who he is. Yeah. And as long as we're focused, Mel just said, as long as we're focused on him and not on our circumstances, yeah, we'll be okay. Because if mm. we focus on what's around us, yes. we can miss out. Yeah. But our focus has to be on him. And I believe that God wants to use us like he did Moses. I believe yeah. that God is calling up and calling out the Zerubbabel's in this season. Yeah, come you know, on. Jody yes. Hughes, actually, there's a quote yeah. in the book that I, I, I managed to read. And, and I really like and she writes God was reminding me that and this is when God was speaking to her that he uses our voice our hands and our faith to level mountains yeah. he was reminding me that my voice is powerful and my faith partnered with God's truth is a mighty force of change that speaks the impossible sees breakthrough come yeah. God was saying open your mouth speak Zerubbabel Get up and prophesy, Zerubbabel. Tell this mountain to meet the God who decimates the plans of the enemy. Yeah, amen. God wants to use us. Yes. But with his power. God not wants with to use you. Absolutely. Yeah, God wants to use you, your voice, your hands, your faith. God wants to use you in a mighty way. Absolutely. And mm. in Exodus in chapter 3, when, when Moses is speaking to God, it says in verse 13, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Amen. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent to you. God's name in, in Hebrew is Yahweh. And, and what does it mean? Well, well, God revealed the meaning of his name here to Moses. It means I am. And in fact, I am, it means I am enough. Yeah, um, I, I am enough. Yes. You don't need anything yes. else. All you need is me. Yes. And now it can actually also be translated, I shall be. Now go with me here for a minute. Mm. It's basically, it has the sense of, of somebody who is always. They're, they're always there. They're, they're, they're yes, always prepared. They're always really full. Um, so, so Yahweh, it, it, some of the names of God, Yahweh, Yira, I am always your provider. I'm not just yeah. your, your provider. I am Come always on. your provider. Yeah, we Yahweh, Yafika, I am not just your healer. I am always your healer. Yeah. Yahweh, Nisi, I'm not just your victory. I am always your victory. I'm always your banner. Yeah, this so is what good. God was speaking to Moses to bring to the people. That's what he wants to speak into us. Yeah. Yahweh, Shalom, I am not just your peace. I am 
always yeah. in every situation your peace so good i could go oh my goodness i could go on and on and we it's have awesome. no Keep time going. you know yahweh shammah i am always there yeah. yahweh rohi i'm always your shepherd not just sometimes always mm. in this season when we find ourselves in today father god papa says to you and me i am it's not by your might it's not by your spirit yeah, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Mm, yeah? yeah, we have to remember it's not about who we are, it's about who God is. And, and God sees in you and I what we often cannot see in ourselves. Yeah, you totally. know, we can't allow the enemy to get us thinking that our weakness will stop us, will stop God from using us. God delights in our weakness, doesn't mm, he? Yeah. That's why he says in Corinthians to Paul, Paul actually realizes this and says, My power works best in weakness. Because that's when God is made strong. Yeah. That's when God is famous. Yeah. That's when God moves. Oh my goodness, I could go on and on. We've got so much, but we have no time. <laughs> we don't have to have it all together. We just need to look to Him, yeah? yeah? Look to Him, look to Him, look to Him. Whatever's happening, whatever circumstances we're facing, whatever's going on, we just we look to Him, we look to Him, because then He gives us words like that. Yeah. It says, by my spirit, by my power. So whatever you feel is too much for you right now, whatever you feel overwhelmed by now, by now, look to God, yeah? By His power, He'll solve it. By His power, He will break that down. By His power, He'll bring healing. By His power, He'll give yeah. you victory. Come by on. His power, He'll give you keys that will bring breakthrough for your life. But the key is looking yeah. to Him, yeah? I don't know how look the giant is in your life but yeah. like david that faced goliath he yeah. has everything that he needs yeah and i want to finish with a quote from jody hughes from her book the king's decree and then we're going to pray over us and she says in part of the book there is something powerful about standing in the face of fear holding on to truth and courageously speaking out the word of the Lord. Come on, God amen. is inviting us to mm. stop speaking about the mountain yes. and speak to the mountain. Yes. We have, you and I have the authority mm. of the King. Yeah. So Father, we I just want to pray, that. God, for our church, our family, and those that are listening, God, we want to pray the truth. We want to declare over lives and decree over each and every one of us that we have the authority of the King. Yes. And we look to this Thank pandemic, this COVID-19, yes. to the lockdown. We look to the mountain, but God, we don't want to speak about the mountain. Yeah, we want to speak to the mountain and yes. say, be gone in Jesus' yeah, name. We are children Jesus of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. Name filled with his power and in his presence his fullness of joy and his joy is our strength and we've got everything that we need for today and tomorrow in jesus name amen we love you family have a great week have a wonderful sunday in jesus name